Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. You are now about to witness the strength of Super Villain. What is a DC villain that absolutely does not need or warrant a movie? Like, what DC villain is out there that you're like, I do not need or want a movie of so-and-so? Insert Um, villain here. Who's that blobby one with Batman? Clayface? Yeah, that one. Really? Yeah, I see. I, I would go opposite. I love. I would. I, love I would also go opposite. I just in my um, head I cannot imagine how they would make because the only uh, image I have in my head is the one from the animated series, where he's a blob. Basically, he's just a, a oh. dripping blob, and so I'm like, how would they do that? That doesn't look like it would be very fun to make at all. So probably not. Sure, that. sure. That's fair. That's totally fair. I, you know what? I, that 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 is fair, um, and and I I can totally get on board for that. Uh, probably, probably Condiment Man or Calendar Man, one of those like weird Batman ones that they just kind of created to have something silly. Sure. Some some something in there. Ca- calendar. Let's say Calendar Man, since he's probably less of a joke than Condiment Man was. Uh, but sure. like the idea of someone killing people on a schedule on the calendar, and I'm sure they could make it good, like a seven-esque killer but i don't know if it's probably the one i don't need if they did it more horror style i feel like that would actually benefit the character more on there are a lot of ways you could turn some of these and actually when we get into my list there are a few of the ones that are on my list that work only in a certain way that i'm thinking of it like it had to be adapted in this way a certain genre or a certain style what about you q i I mean you're a big batman fan where which Mm -hmm. who who don't you need Folding Paper uh, Man. The one movie, no, actually, mine is a much more popular character. The character that I do not need a movie for is Lex Luthor. Don't yeah. need it. Don't need. Uh oh, Mia, did I spoil <laughs> something on your list? <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor. Don't need a political intrigue thriller about Lex Luthor being a power hungry mad person. Um, well, what if they brought Gene Hackman back? How no, would no still okay? You still you'd have to have Superman in a Lex Luthor movie, otherwise, I, you got nothing. You just don't think it works. No. Well, so that's me. I mean, well, now that I've now that I've potentially spoiled part of Mia's list, and she maybe potentially spoiled part of mine, I say that we high five before these friendships are ruined forever. 
High five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Well, you know what? Don't you this talk gives, about this my boy Lex like that. You know what? Lex lovers. You got a Luther. Unite. Lutherite. 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 Youth, Lutherite. Lutherite. Unite. Uh. All right, guys. So this is it, man. This is an episode that Jay, you've been talking about for a while. I know that. I think I pitched this to this. you like two or three months ago. Yeah, you did. You um, did. It's just I. Well, uh, here here's the whole idea, and I want to talk about why I wanted to do this. So it was when the Joker came out, and I was wherever you land on the spectrum of if you like the Joker, if you didn't like the Joker, I thought Walking Phoenix. And what they put together for that movie was an incredibly interesting take on a villain like origin story or something, if you will. And so it got me thinking of, well, what other villains could you take out of context? You know, like they tried to do with Venom or they're going to do with the upcoming Morbius movie in the Marvel <laughs> universe. Like what villains can you take and then build an organic good story around? And I don't know, it just got me thinking of like, well, DC has the deepest rogues galleries, I feel like. And they have a lot to choose from. And Joker did really well. Who should be next? That's, and that's kind of where I, I land. So that's I know you question. kind of said wherever you fall on the Joker spectrum. Can I kind of have a litmus test here and find out where do you guys fall on the Joker spectrum? Did you both see I it? Did you both I enjoy it. it? I saw it twice I in theaters. I don't see movies twice in theaters. Nice. That answers that question. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was I loved great. it. I loved it. Uh, can I ask you this? Would you prefer that it stay its own standalone story? Or would you like yes. to see it eventually worked into a Batman containing story of some sort? Nope. Personally, I like it as it is. I don't need anything else. No more, no sequels. You don't ever want to see him. You don't want to see Joaquin Phoenix reprise that role with a Batman. I think for an alternate how, universe style. I would be open to it just because I loved his performance, but I genuinely love the standalone film. And I would be yeah. okay if he were never introduced into any other film ever again. Let's just see how the Matt Reeves Batman does. And yeah. if, if he makes sense in that one, maybe, maybe. Right, but what about like his own version of Batman? Like a continuation of that Joker universe you know, 20 years later, Batman now exists and Joaquin Phoenix is 50 years old. They would have a huge hurdle to overcome, in my opinion. It would have to be a damn near perfect movie. Yeah. Well, I think they set it up in a way that I don't think it could ever... I don't think Joaquin Phoenix and Batman, as, as, show, as depicted in that movie, could ever yeah. exist in the same timeline. They set... Joaquin Phoenix is clearly apart, yeah. in his 30s and... Mm. Bruce Wayne is depicted as, you know, like eight, eight or yeah. nine years old. Uh, for him to be in his later 20s, I think personally it would be too huge of a time jump. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think it would work. No. So I find well, okay, that interesting. Let, let me let me ask you guys this. And I'm going to I'm going to get us outside of the Batman world for a second. Outside of Batman. Who do you think has the best DC rogues gallery? Uh, probably the Flash, maybe. I, I go back and forth between the Flash and Green Lantern. 
so I'm I'm for Green Lantern for two reasons. One, I don't know very much about the Flash, so I I, I can barely even have an opinion on that one. Totally valid. Two, uh, one of the only comics I have ever read growing up, because I grew up very nerdy, but I was uh-huh. comics were actually never introduced to me. Um, so all of my nerdy knowledge comes from interactions with other people or TV shows or movies that I watched, and then anything else that I may have gathered along the way. And the comics that I read were from Green Lantern. They were the brightest day and darkest nights. Right. And I genuinely enjoyed them. So um, I would go. I would yeah. Go. I, I, one of the things, I, one of the reasons that I go back and forth, and I like Green Lantern's rogues a, a lot because it's like the embodiments of things. Like you have the embodiment of fear, you know, and um, there's one that the uh, that actually almost made my list, but didn't. Spoiler alert: was Necron, who's like their version of the embodiment of death, and he's just a cool ass, <laughs> scary villain. And the lanterns fight him, and it's it's just neat. He he's cool. But to your point, Q, I think the the Flash one is deeper. Like you have a lot of wild characters in the Flash, kind of rogues. Yeah, you have right. Gorilla Gorilla Grodd, crazy shit. Which, Gorilla Grodd. Um, I think King Shark comes from his world. Um, uh, Mister, F- not Mister Freeze, but Captain Cold. Captain Cold. <laughs> oh, so many good ones. Reverse right, Flash. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I will say this, Alan Barry. Uh, I I'm excited because I've got one that I'm going to start my list off. And I think that's a perfect segue to get list started uh, that I don't think anybody's going to see coming. And I will say ties to another property that I don't think anybody's watching right now. That's a DC property. That's actually really, really entertaining. Uh, I think I know what property you're talking about, but I'm curious which villain. So with that being said, I say we destroy the world and make a villainous DC list. This is where we make a list. The list. list. Mia, this is your time to shine and show the world how deliciously evil you really are. You've been fooling us this whole time. What villain do you think deserves to be at your number five for their own film? I actually think it should be Lex Luthor. Okay, we're going to start off with the battle. Yeah, perfect. I think Lex Luthor is very real to the type of bad guys we deal with on the day-to-day without a superhero to go against. I think Lex Luthor is an incredible representation of the type of men that are, you know, people. Um, that no, no, no. Men, is, men. men that, that we as regular folks try to actively fight against and continuously fail. I would love to see, because it doesn't sound like he has a tragic past, and you both know I hate Superman, so I haven't really dove into him. In <laughs> sure. But um, to see a bad guy come from a not-so-tragic past and to develop into someone that we all can hate collectively and to, I don't know who I would pick to act that. It would have to be someone truly dynamic. Um, I think anyway, just because the realism that this type of bad guy film could hit is not quite astronomical, but pretty freaking close. So, and so you're saying Jesse Eisenberg is not the choice? I have not seen 
that movie. Hey, let me let me fill you in. He's not the choice. Oh, okay. um, but as I think Q, I said this to you. He acts like he would work if he's Lex Luthor's bratty son, mm. not Lex Luthor. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I will say this. I think the reasons that you just explained are exactly why I don't need to see a movie. Mm. I feel like it it would just be a further representation of shit that I see in the real world. And I just don't need to see that also in a movie. Like, yeah, I think, well, I was I about to say, they did, they did make this movie. angry rich kids all the time doing shitty they, power they, plays. They did make this movie a little, little while ago. It was called All the Money in the World. Yeah. It was about shitty rich people. They also made this movie back in 2016 when it was called The Presidential Election. So I personally feel like we've been living in a Lex Luthor-style dystopia for a while. And um, I don't want to see it anymore. Guys, I'm I'm over it. I'm pretty sure in one comic line, Lex Luthor becomes president. I'm nearly positive. He does. He does. Okay. Okay. So, so, so yeah. That's the dark so, Mia, I respect timeline. your decision, but I also respectfully decline <laughs> your suggestion for, for him to receive his own movie. That being said, Jay, please don't tell me it's Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, my, my, uh, my villain has uh, initials that are the same for his first and last name. Oh God, it's Lex Luthor. <laughs> My number five is Gorilla Grodd. Oh, what? A Gorilla <laughs> Grodd standalone movie? Wow. Yes. I am. Hear me out. How would this Hear work? Me. Tell me. Hear me out. Okay. So Gorilla Grodd as a character is a super intelligent, giant, strong gorilla who is the king of a city of intelligent super strong gorillas that is so this is planet of the apes essentially kind of but it's basically hidden from the world like wakanda they're instead of instead of being wakandans they're gigantic gorilla grod-esque characters i think that that civilization could have a very intriguing story of that involves them being discovered and then having to connect and adapt and be from the onslaught of their discovery and people's fear of them. Interesting. Still have Andy Circus? Yes. He would have to be he would have to be Gorilla Grodd. Andy okay. Serkis. I mean, he's he's King Kong. He's Caesar. He's required. But and so I know Gorilla Grodd is a silly sounds like a silly choice, but his world is already pretty self-contained. And so I think a movie about that could be super badass. I don't think it's a silly choice. I just find it hard that I would want to watch an entire movie about a hyper-intelligent gorilla. I know, but we've watched three of them, and they're called uh, The Rise Planet of the, Planet of the Apes. Of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, but that's... So. Exactly. I've already seen those movies. But this is a, this would be a, a different, better movie. <laughs> I love it. About uh, the same thing. I will say mine is... Uh, that is, you both have very interesting number fives. Uh, my number five is a little bit more on the outskirts of villaindom. Um, okay. And my number five is 
the Injustice Society. I would love to see okay, an you're Injustice Society. You're going to need to tell society. me who this is. All right. They have some of the best third-tier villains available. Okay. Uh, you have uh, the Gambler, who is just a master of disguise and weapons. Sweet. You, ha- you have the Thinker, who is a former district attorney and vil- an enemy of the Flash. Okay, he's just okay. a super smart guy. Uh, I've actually yeah. I've heard of the Thinker. You have Vandal Savage, who is one of my favorites, who is a ruthless caveman that was given immortality thousands of years ago. Is this just the A-team? You have the wizard, who is an illusionist and powerful sorcerer, and uh, Brainwave, who is a guy with, like, psychic powers. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You also, but, like... But hold on, you could bring in, they have so many like throughout the history. You could bring in ones like the Fiddler, who is a criminal that uses specially made violins. You could bring in uh, the Sportsmaster, who is a crook that uses sports-themed weapons. Oh, I thought he was going to be like sports-themed knowledge. He's just stumping uh, people. Like, this was Joe Montana's college? This one I really loved. Icicle who is a scientist that invented a gun, you ready for this, that just drastically lowers temperatures. <laughs> I like that the way that it's described as a gun that drastically lowers temperatures as opposed to a gun that freezes things oh or uh, anything like that. So anyway, uh, my, my- can, I, can I ask if, um, if, if someone that I have heard of is part of this group? Yeah. Is 50% Chad part of this, part of this group? No. Oh, but, damn. But Solomon Grundy was. Good. Well, Solomon Grundy's kind of scary, honestly. He's um, not third tier. But I will say, so here's the reason. It's exactly the same reason that uh, suic- the new James Gunn Suicide Squad is being made. I was going to say, this sounds like a lot like that. That is the – but – Here's what I want. You ready? I thought about this. I want it to be a period piece and I want it to be set in like the forties. And I want all of these villains to be existing in like the golden age of superheroes, but I Uh, want it to be a forties set like hard action comedy. Like I want the violence to be the level of like what James Gunn's, Suicide Squad, I can yeah. imagine, will be, but set I'm in the backdrop of a 1930s movie okay. with all of these like 30s ish villains. You've sold okay. us. You've sold us. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I could all totally right. go for that. Woo. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so Mio. that's my number five, man. Injustice. How do you follow League. that up, Mio? Number four. How do you even follow that? I like that. I would a lot, love too. a Talia Al Ghul movie. Ooh. I would love the, I wouldn't call her the queen of bad, um, but for someone who was built around a manipulative empire mm-hmm. that whose job aside from killing people is to mass, to manipulate the masses essentially and to handle things like that, to watch her uh, 
grow up in that type of atmosphere to become the person that she is, how she evolves the level of badassery that she maintains consistently. Um, that I think that would be, it would be nice to get a female badass villain movie. I would just love to see that. I, I like that. And let me ask, if I say the name Damien, does that mean anything to you? Yeah. Okay. Would he be a part of this? Would he be in this storyline with the narrative of Damien's give existence? Give me, give be me a pre-Damien. Uh-huh. So you want okay. like you want a Talia origin story, yes. basically. That is exactly. I'm into that. Honest, I can totally honestly, get on board with that. I mean, nowadays you got Black Widow that's getting pushed back. You're, or Scarlet. Uh, you got the Scarlet Witch show coming out. Like a, a, a female assassin origin story. I could see that playing really well. I feel like. If they if they gave her a second and they included Damien and stuff like that, it would add a whole other beautiful aspect to who she is as now a mother and a badass doing all of these things, which don't yeah. always align with what motherhood is supposed to align with and what ruling all of these swarms of people comes with. There's just, there's so many things, but I feel like the origin story needs to come first so we can appreciate these nuances about her after motherhood i almost had like i almost put raz al ghul on my list mainly because i like the idea of like the cult of assassins and seeing a movie around that but we get a lot of those i'm glad you had talia though that's a cool way to tell the al ghul story uh that that wouldn't rely on raz it's a different entry point yeah yeah i like it thank you totally agreed i'm a fan thanks jay my my number four is mainly because of a weird affinity I have for this bad guy. I don't exactly know how the movie would work yet, but I want a story about Brainiac. I Ooh, think okay. a guy... You almost got it in the uh, Nicolas Cage Batman written by... Or excuse me, Superman written by Kevin Smith. Brainiac was the lead villain. Well, and that that to me is why it's intriguing. Is Superman... The thing about villains to me is their dichotomy and juxtaposition against their hero. And the hero of Superman is strong, fit, Homelander-esque, you know, type of beefy man. And the opposite of that is the guy who is so smart that even the strongest man in the world can't get to him. Mm-hmm. I am very intrigued by that idea. I lo- like, um, uh, like, uh, I mean, Q, you know I love, like, puzzle movies like Knives Out or The Fisher King or things like that. Oh, like, definitely. The Fisher King-esque movie about the Brainiac. I mean, how awesome would it be to have, like, a Riddle Mind Master 7 Fisher King-type movie about Brainiac? Yeah. I don't know I how would... it would work without Superman, but I think there's something there. I would totally love that. I think uh, I think it could totally be done. And Brainiac is, I mean, depending on what kind of iteration you're looking at, so he could either be like an alien. Um, you could also have him be like a super evolved human. But I think I'm going to go the more the, – the story that I would want would be the more angle of a, a human it is embedded with that knowledge that is then out of his control. Mm-hmm. Sure. Kind of like a lawnmower man, but good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Or a cyborg, but with, you know, brains. Brains. Yeah. I love it. So I love it. I think that's solid. I think that's solid. Uh, so my number four, this one is lower on my list, mainly because 
Uh, I know initial reaction will be, well, that's not really a villain, but it's my pitch of how the story will be told that makes it more villainous. Uh, so my number my number four is Red Hood. Um, uh, okay. I like and that. I hadn't uh, even thought of that. I like that a lot. So Jay, and this is the this would be the Jason Todd post yeah, Joker yeah. murder. Mm-hmm. Jason Todd Red Hood. Um, and my pitch would be this: in the continuity of my movie, the Joker assumed the Red Hood mantle before becoming the Joker, which was a storyline that was Kill, in the comics. Killing joke, that right? He was, yep, he was a criminal, yeah. and he assumed the Red Hood. Um, J- he, he becomes the Joker. He captures Jason Todd's Robin. He kills him, mm-hmm. um, and then Jason Todd survives, comes back, and takes up the mantle of the Red Hood, mm-hmm. combining the two father figure people in his life combining his batman mentality to to be a vigilante but contain but also combining the joker's previous identity before of of like a criminal kind of doing things his way um and the movie would follow jason todd essentially waging a punisher style war i was wondering if you were gonna say punisher it it felt like a punisher against against the underbelly of gotham and would have would essentially end with Batman having to like kill him. Yeah. Um, I I, I kind of dig it. I I would I would watch that personally. I would watch. And that. I would even watch it as a show. Yeah. Oh, I would love that as a show too, for sure. So hey, DC, don't forget that's two that's two movies yep. and or shows that I've just pitched you. Pick up the phone at any time. Cast I'm happy. Talia. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, Castor is Talia. <laughs> I, and Jay I and I will gladly be for members. A while. That's an idea. Uh, exactly. So <laughs> come, our phones are available. Come. Just reach out, highfivethepodcast.com. Um, All right. So, yeah, so that's my number four, man. So, Mia, I'm very excited to hear what your number three is. Yeah, we're top getting, three. Getting getting up getting there. I, so I had a tie, but I feel like that's unfair. So I forced myself to pick one. Ooh, good nice. for you. You got to kill your darlings in this no, biz sometimes. <laughs> Villainous. Um, I have this one is more of a suggestion, and I got a minor background story into it. But after right. I heard it, I fell absolutely in love. And if you know this character, feel free to speak up because I don't know enough. I just know okay. I was intrigued and I could see a movie. And it's under the Red Sun Superman. Oh sure. I yeah. already oh. like Superman, but I really like this Superman. Well, this adds this adds a layer of complication yeah. to Superman. Mm-hmm. Because not a, a Barbie, he's no, not and it, instead he stands for uh, the Soviet Union, <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. It is. That'd be an interesting movie. It'd be like a Man in the High Castle esque Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine that would to- Superman would one hundred percent turn the tide of the yeah. war with Russia. Yeah. Oh, there would be there would be no America. We would just be an annex of the Soviet Union. Oh yeah. <laughs> we would. That was just, I, that is, that I dig that idea. Alternate reality movie. I I'd watch so it. I love this. Away when I was initially told that story, that it, it yeah. had to be put on my list. I barely know this character, but I was just like, "There's so much you could play with in just yeah. this little bit that you told me," and I'm so for that. Well, I like I the idea too. In the Under the Red Sun storyline too, is that you know, it, 
Superman is not, it shows that Superman isn't necessarily just inherently good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very like nurture or nature versus nurture kind of story. Yeah. Right. And I, I love that. I love the idea that, you know, Superman didn't just come down being like, I want to save everyone. No. And that depending yeah. on his upbringing, he could have totally been like, I'm, I'm going to help the mother country and I will destroy all the infidels. I mean, that's essentially, I don't know if you guys are, are watching like the whole thing, Q. I know you watched the first part, but Homelander in The Boys oh, yeah. is essentially the embodiment of that Of idea. bad Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, what if someone like this were a dick? Like, yeah. I, yeah. So I love it. I Ooh, love that. One. I think that's a great suggestion, man. Solid number three, right. Jay. So my number three, and I'm going to talk to you, me on this one. My number three is Clayface. <laughs> oh my god! But but let me explain. Let me ex- let me ex- okay, okay. explain. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I will also jump in on this because my number three is also Clayface. Are you kidding me? No, I'm yes. very serious. Oh right. my god! I'll, okay, okay. Jay, you and I have discussed the merits of this before, so I and I and I think what I'm about to say is the idea that you and I have discussed. And this idea I saw floating around online, so I can't take credit for it. But here's why I want a Clayface movie, and me, I'm going to change your mind on this. I'm ready. Clayface, at his core, was a failed actor. He was a thespian who then had a, you know, something terrible happen to him, similar to, you know, Sandman or whatever, you know, bad juju, turned into this mud creature. So in the movie he could actually turn into different people. He can mold the clay and turn it into weapons or look like other people. So it could be like Benedict Cumberbatch is part of the thing or, you know, uh, Helena Bottom Carter is, is Clayface during a scene or two. You could have multiple actors and multiple people play him as basically he is an actor getting revenge on a system and in society that wouldn't give him the fame under his own face that he wanted. So now he becomes a criminal playing the face of everybody else who people love. And I think there is a movie to be told in there that could be fucking badass. I I agree. I'll take it. I'll take it a step <laughs> further. Uh, yeah. I, I like the idea that uh, if you, and Mia, you really need to watch the version of Clayface that's on the Harley Quinn animated series. <laughs> yeah. Is really a perfect example. Obviously that's far more comedic, but yes. the idea is that he is searching for this level of acceptance and because he can't get it, he's going to take it and he's going to take it by becoming whoever he wants to be his limits are no longer him he can be anyone and i think it would be honestly jay i'm gonna take it a step further i think it would be a great thriller a la the thing where you don't know who clayface is it could be anyone so it's it's just like like part of the movie is the audience figuring out who is clayface and who is the real it's like, person um, oh oh it's like that uh denzel washington movie uh, fallen. Where he's fa- fallen thank you it could be like a fallen-esque clayface origin story yeah yeah so me did right. we convince you clayface right. is just a goopy dude he's yeah. he's he's clay oh, here's he's here's actor. the pitch here's the pitch of the movie right 
you the opening scene your opening like 15 20 minutes is him becoming clayface him being rejected him having this terrible accident then the movie time person uh what do you mean if we do it like in first person view oh like pov yeah that way no. then we don't I, see who the actor is no i think it would be better to see that he is like an unattractive struggling actor Okay. And he gets just shit on, a la like the Joker origin story. Yeah. Like people are just like hate him. This accident happens. You see the first inkling of him transforming, and you time jump like ten years in the future. And then the rest of the movie is you as the audience working backwards to figure out who Clayface is. I love so it. like so you and I then it becomes an ensemble. Lot. Then it becomes an ensemble movie. You have like four or five. Different mm-hmm. actors, male, female, that are all this yep. criminal underworld people, and you see, and you see, and you hear about from your first per- person perspective these criminal things happening, and you see like hands transforming into things and all this stuff, but you never right. see who the ultimate person is. And the point of that is because he himself has lost who he is. He is no yeah. one and everyone. And so and then the- and and then you have to end that movie with some like old lady character like walking around and then she turns to the camera and her eyes go in like change colors or something sure definitely or i was gonna say you end it like the end of t2 where he's going down in the lava or uh where the t1000's going down in the lava and he's just transforming through all of the people that he's been <laughs> and that's the big reveal at the end is you're like oh he was that person oh my god he, he was, was that literally person. everybody yeah and, and then you realize, oh, my God, it's Eddie Murphy, and he's literally every person in this movie. That's yep. hilarious. And then a title card comes up, and it's like, Clumps 3, Clayface. Clayface. <laughs> Clumpface. Clumpface. Uh, and commercials. Yeah. That's pretty solid. Time for commercial break. <laughs> Horseradish fizzies, Gizzle Whizzle's horseradish fizzies, Gizzle Whizzle's horseradish fizzies. They're delicious and also super spicy. Gizzle Whizzle horseradish fizzles. You know you want it in your mouth. Gizzle Whizzle horseradish fizzies. You're gonna eat it until you puke. Gizzle Whizzy's horseradish fuzzles. <laughs> That's not even the name. Guzzle Wiener's Horseradish Fuzzles. We've eaten so many we forgot who we are. I can't taste my tongue. Everything is burning. Guzzle Wizzle's Horseradish Fizzies. Come and get some or not. Fizzies! Welcome to Lieutenant Nero's Underwater Go-Karts. You want go-karts underwater? They don't work well, but they're wet. Guess what? Exhaust doesn't work 20,000 leagues down. This isn't Governor Nero's Underwater Go-Karts. This is Lieutenant Nero's Underwater Go-Karts. He's a top-ranking official in Atlanta. You've heard of him. You know things about him. You like go-karts. You also like Lieutenant Nero. (laughs) Go-karts! Come on down and race a car today. Underwater, you'll drown. All right, and we're back. (sighs) Guys, this is really good so far. I think we've pitched some solid movies here. Movies that I'd be interested in seeing. I totally would watch some of these. Uh, So this brings us to our top tiers, our top two 
DC villains that deserve their own movie. And I think just looking at my list right now, I think, I think we've, we were in for some really interesting movies. So Mia, what is your number two? This is going to sound utterly ridiculous, but I've been really excited about my number two since we started. I love (laughs) it. My number two is the music meister. Oh shit. Go explain. And so high. All right. Tell me. She's so high. Like, can you imagine the more like scientific undertones, like truly diving into the musical aspects of, of music manipulation, sound manipulation and psychology and uh, how, like, I don't, I don't even. All right. So so yeah. just to clarify, in your take, yes. this is a serious film. This isn't like a comedic take like on like a silly, was. a silly villain. No, not like the way it was. And none of the DC villain movies that I have picked or thought in my head have been silly ones. So okay. like Neil Patrick Harris would not be related to this. Who? Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Patrick Harris. I mean, it would be really cool if he was, because <laughs> he's awesome. He's got the range. He's awesome. But you know but, what? Uh, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Like the idea of someone being able to manipulate sound and subliminal messages to control someone else to like rob a bank. But so not he even gets just away that. with it, and someone else gets. It's like the music, the way that music controls our feelings when we're even watching Your emotions. Movie. Yeah, like sure. Someone who's really good at tech, like using yeah. music in a film, could just have an orgasm over the entire movie and really play Ooh. with it and play with. First off, villain. First off, sign what me up for villain. that. That sounds awesome. What movie are we watching? Just, I, just I feel like there's so much potential that no one can would I, ever think of because they just think he's silly, and I'm like. Yeah. Can I, pose in there. <laughs> Can I pose this to you, Mia? Yeah. Instead of a movie, it's a concept album. Oh. And it's all, Jay, you know what I'm talking about. And it's all just songs that tell a story and are to elicit emotion. So there is no movie. Instead, it's just an album put out by the fictional music maestro that is supposed <sighs> to like take you on this like emotional journey and story boom <laughs> boom that feels oh, yeah. right done feels right i love it that's so good to me <laughs> did you say we're i know i just like blew you guys' minds like what no i, I i'm that. totally i this could this could totally work i could totally see a film out of this i'm on board with it i, I yeah. was just saying that the music side of things would come under heavy scrutiny as a film. People are going to be like, if the music isn't top notch, this whole movie is pointless. That is true. You got to, you'll have to get, have to get like, uh, what's it? T-Bone Barrett to do music or whatever. T-Bone Burnett. Yeah. Who is, who is this person? He writes he's a, a lot of music. Producer. Yeah. He, he's, oh. a, he's a, like a, a wonderkin music guy. Um, that I actually like that. That is more well. I mean, that's more uh, less known than my number two. I'll put it that way. Okay. Um, oh God, I'm nervous. My now. number two. No, no, don't be nervous. My number two is actually Amanda recommended this, and the more I thought about it, the more I couldn't get it out of my head. My number two is Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. You know what's funny? Haley said the same thing. I didn't put it on my list. Really? She also was like, "What about a Poison Ivy movie?" Well, have you guys seen? There's like a ten minute 
short floating around the internet where someone made like a poison ivy as a teenage girl kind of yes. origin ninny. Yeah, like and a fan film. Very yeah, yeah, it's very good. But what the, the poison ivy movie that I envision is more of like an eco movement type movie where it's the Joker esque. It is her, you know, being an activist, her coming into her own there, but basically becoming a villain with the goal of, you know, that Thanos has. I need to destroy humans so that the earth can survive. And that that concept and that villain motivation is always intriguing to me. And I think Poison Ivy, and, and a lot of this, Q, I'll be honest, I have become very attached to the Poison Ivy character in the Harley Quinn show, even though- Lake Oh my Bell God, she's a great. She's awesome. And her motivations and the way that she carries herself and her like the things she stands for, I don't know. There is a good, really good story there and one that could have like a lot of social layers beneath it. So that's my number two. I think a very strong, good female-led Poison Ivy movie. It's kind of an eco-terrorism movie. Could be great. I, I'm totally on board with that. Uh, I, I came close to putting it on my list, but the my top two and the others, I just felt like I had a more clear vision of what i could see a movie being and yeah. it sounded like a movie that i wanted to see um so my number two is actually lobo uh Ooh, okay I like and, lobo. and here's my concept for the movie uh this would be a like robert rodriguez machete type movie yes so you've got this hard drinking, hard living alien biker bounty hunter who just leaves like just mounds of flesh and blood in his wake, just like over the top, <laughs> ridiculous, like pulling people's heads off, like lay it levels like hatchet of level, hatchet yeah. level, like Violence, bucket of like, practical effects and gore. Yes, definitely. So almost a horror movie. Like, I'm already in for this. And it would feel like a 70s kind of grindhouse movie. Like it's, I want it to be a super simple story. It's just Lobo on one of his bounty hunts. And it's just following him like an unstoppable force. Like you always see, uh, like in uh, No Country for Old Men, you always see the movie yeah. from the reverse from the reverse side, which is the person running away from the unstoppable force. But yeah, I would want this movie to be the view, point of view of the unstoppable force working closer to its target. Like, could, could he be played by Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, definitely not. Damn it. But uh, Jason Momoa might work, actually. Yes, uh, Jason Momoa would 100% work. Uh, but then he'd say, oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> and he'd basically just be himself like he is yeah. an Aquaman. They'd just paint him gray and give him a You're Right. I'm, I'm Lobo now. <laughs> my man, uh, Lobo. My, my man, Lobo. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my number two is Lobo I, a la that would be Robert a Rodriguez 70s movie. Grindhouse movie. I'm about that. I'm about it, too. I fuck with that. I watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So this is All it. Right. This is our our number one. And I swear to God, our lists have been so varied, just like they were on Pixar. Uh, if we all end up with the same number one again, I'm literally gonna shit my pants right here on this I episode. Don't, I don't think it's possible. I, I don't, don't think, think it's it possible. 
Okay, right. good. Go. Uh, all Mia. right, Mia. What do you got? My number one is Poison Ivy. Oh, okay. Yes. It's not, po- it's not possible then. Because, yeah, no. Because uh, for a lot of the same reasons that Joy had talked about, and I like the idea of watching a symbol of Mother Earth, basically, just coming through, re- go, working through yeah. the corporate spheres and continuously getting shot down, shot down, until she just cannot take it anymore. And she's just like, you know yeah. what? And I, I think that's... Shut it down. Shut like, it down. Yeah. Destroying the Earth, killing the people. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. We're doing it. You, you get the effects team who did the ruins, and you got a lot of, like, things growing out of people that they can't stop, and Poison Ivy's just, like, pulling vines, like, through people's bodies. What's, what's that movie? It came out recently. It had um, Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. Oh, oh. Annihilation. Yes, annihilation. So, like, how... It came through and was transforming yes. people. Like I, like I don't know if she's quite capable of that, but if she could do those types of things and they make that happen in that film. Oh shoot! Dude, By the man. way, sorry, not to like interrupt or sidetrack, but Jay, have you watched Color Out of Space yet? Not yet. I want to. Dude, um, like yeah. do like put everything else off of your calendar. Watch that movie. Okay. It's where crazy it, awesome, um, and it's on Shudder. Shudder. That's where it was. I saw it the other day. That's the Nick Cage one, right? Yes, dude. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. so amazingly the, awesome, and it the, reminds uh, me of that. So, sorry. Okay, tangent. Good. No, no. I, I, I Mia, dude, you don't like horror, so don't watch that movie. Thank you. But, but imagine an Alex Garland-directed Poison Ivy dude. movie. What has Alex Garland uh, directed? Annihilation. Uh, X, X oh, Machina. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Oh. Uh. Like, imagine him doing an eco-terrorism, like, voyeur, like, stylized Poison Ivy movie. That would be yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Ugh. I'm so good choice. 100, I'm 100% on board with that. Yay. 100. Awesome. 100%. All right, Jay, All right. bring it home. What do you got? My number one won't surprise you, Q, uh, but my number one is I want a Riddler movie. I want a Riddler movie. I want a fucking good Riddler movie. I want want a seven. I think we're getting it. I think we're getting it in the Batman. And I hope, man, my fingers are crossed so hard, but but it's still a Batman movie with a Riddler as the villain. I want a Riddler movie. Yes, give me that. I think think there is a seven-esque, there, I think David Fincher should direct it. I think a David Fincher directed Riddler story could be great. And I just want it. Riddler's my favorite Batman villain. He is my favorite. He's, he has these smarts, but he's also very, you know, physically able to defend himself. But he uses puzzles and riddles and clues. And I love it. I love everything about it. It's kind of like, like imagine Zodiac, but about the Riddler. That's what I want. That's what yeah, I want is I want I, the Zodiac, but about the Riddler. I, I love that idea. I think that would be awesome. Like I said, I'm kind of hoping, I know it's a Batman-centric movie, but I'm kind of hoping that we get a great Riddler portrayal in the Batman. I, I need it. I need it. And I it. think if anybody can pull it off, I think, I think Paul Dano is a, a brilliant casting choice. Are they, is that the person who is playing it? Yes. yes. Yeah, Paul Dano. 
Paul Dano, he was the guy in um, he was whose milkshake got drank in uh, There Will Be Blood. You've seen yeah, him in a handful of things, I bet. Oh my goodness! He's yeah. also and, in. Uh, wasn't he in Pri- Prisoner or Prisoners? The yeah, Hugh Jackman. He was, he's, the, he's the mentally he's the cr- impaired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, version. He's a he, fantastic actor. You took wow. the words out of my mouth. If anybody can do Edward Dingma right, it's him in a Matt Reeves movie. Oh, Agreed. we share birthday. So, yeah. So oh, that shit, is it's my, meant to be. That's my number one. I think. I mean, the, honestly, this. Him, when I watched The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, my first thought was, I want a Riddler movie that's this good. Yes. And that was the impetus of me wanting to do this list. <laughs> um, I, I love that, dude. I, I couldn't agree more as far as like how much I would love to see that. I, I genuinely, yeah. uh, genuinely, genuinely would. Um, and I have... Uh, something in common with your number one with actually both of your number ones. Uh, and that is that my, my villain is also a Batman rogue. Uh, okay. And what I okay. would like to see is a Mr. Freeze movie. See, and I want to see a Mr. Freeze in the vein of heart of ice. And I even have casting mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. I want, Ooh, I want to see Christoph Waltz as mr freeze wow. and i want to see him as a scientist i want the whole like lead up and trying to save his wife uh trying to stop her cancer trying to find a cure uh befalling an accident and it doesn't have to be i don't want it campy i want it more serious yeah. in the vein of like a joker and i want him to like i want his suit to be more realistic that he has to like keep himself in a cryostasis kind of like level yeah like it's attached to his veins in certain yes. ways like he- right like i want it to be much more like cronenberg esque uh, as what far as like, like a, the, the body horror I you, and i want i, I want to see Christoph waltz but what about like a john malkovich too. Yeah, see, I, I just think John Malkovich has a tendency to go too silly. And I think Christoph Waltz could bring an intensity to it that Christoph Waltz has You're this right. weird thing about him where he seems both approachable and incredibly intimidating, like uh, when he yeah. wants to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yep, he seems yep. like he could be like a kind grandfather, but also that he could like shoot you in the he, back when you turn he's around. He's like three seconds from kicking me in the dick because I've offended him somehow. Exactly, and, and I so why father who also rules an entire mob underground? Yes, but yeah. I want like, and visually, I'm thinking like I want him to start off looking like Christoph Waltz, but I want like hair loss. I want like cracked skin from the cold yeah. because you know his skin is all dried out, just like you chap during the Pain. winter. Pain. I want a painful Cronenberg esque Mister Freeze. And I want his whole drive is to save his wife. And it and he goes, you know, insane after this accident happens. And it's him just battling a system that's basically failed his wife, battling a medical system. So it's stolen from the Heart yeah. of Ice story from the animated series. So that's what I want to see uh, as my number one DC be- villain that needs to So it's like, it's basically John Q, but with air conditioning. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and bod and body horror. Once again, yeah. I think it's very important. Like all of, the, I want to see like there. Each of these movies requires a very specific yeah. aesthetic, and yeah. I think well, body horror is that aesthetic. As, no. Just like I think body horror applies to the poison ivy thing as well. Yeah, I think I agree. 
But the thing, man, body horror is not used well in superhero stories, and it should be. And I know that's what they wanted to do with that Fantastic Four atrocity a handful of years ago. But someone needs to just, like, let them do it right. You know what movie did it okay? Like, if I'm being honest, like, kind of. Which one? Was, um, was Chronicle. I know you don't love Chronicle, but Dane DeHaan's character kind of, like, goes, like, by the end, he is this, like, I mean, I twisted, guess. burned, like, That's person. True. Um, I, kinda, yeah, I kind of forget about his transformation in that movie. And it's kind of slow it, because it's it's the things yeah. that, like, happen to him. Um, but I agree. I, I, I think a body right. horror superhero movie would be kind of dope. Well, like, and, and, and not to, you know, we, we talked about it in our Spider-Man episode, but, like, the idea that James Cameron, for whatever re- reason, globbed onto the association between Spider-Man powers and puberty. Sure. Like, that aside, there is something interesting in the correlation of these superpowers and body oh dysmorvation or um, you know what movie i watched on netflix recently that kind of plays into this is uh i think it's called power or something power but it's um, jay jamie fox and joseph gordon levitt i haven't watched it i watched it how does it deal with it so the idea is that every person on like a dna level has some sort of superpower oh and there is this this pill like brings it out but the problem is is that it can also like your body can either handle it or you like die and and it approaches the superpowers in like so this is no spoiler because it's towards the beginning of the movie but machine gun kelly's in this movie right and he (laughs) takes the pill and what happens is he has essentially like Johnny Storm powers. He becomes like he can create fire and he sure. is fire, right? Except it actually burns his body. So like okay. he can't. So like it. after right. So after using it several times, like he is like scarred and like missing like half a face and like interesting. All of these things. See, that and does get still, into that idea. He can like survive that. it. He can survive it, but it's like he's transformed by it. You know what I mean? Like he's, and um, several of the characters in the movie, and I won't get into other spoiler territory, but several of the characters are like permanently disfigured in ways like that from using their powers. Well, that is cool. I do like that. I like that a lot. How in the world do we approach a a collective list on this? I mean, I think Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy and Clayface are near the top because those are the only ones that were shared. Honestly, I'd love for Poison Ivy to be number one. We should have a woman on top. Mia Hatter's number one, and I Hatter's number two. So yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. So after that, I think I mean, Clayface should bump up to number number two because okay. it was both of our shared. Yeah. Th- or no, we could leave it at number three because it was just our shared three. It will. I just think yeah. it's going to be harder to kill something for number two because we didn't really share anything. Well, what we might do if we push Clayface up to number two. Then we can have three, four, and five each. We can each propose one to go on the list for three, four, right. and five, and then figure out where they rank. So everybody pick one from your list. Me is going to be Riddler. I want Riddler somewhere on three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. I don't care where, but I want Riddler somewhere in there. As much as I love the music, I feel like Talia Ghoul is one, much more achievable, and two, people will relate better. 
Okay, God, so you want me, Talia on Duel there. For me, it's between Lobo and Mr. Freeze. I really like the idea of this, like, Lobo horror, like, unstoppable I, grindhouse force. Um, I think it's going to be Lobo. I think it's just something I've never seen before, and I would really like to see that. Yeah. Well, then how about this? Uh, F5? Yeah. Lobo, Lobo at five? That's, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I suppose. I think it's a cooler movie. Uh, it is. If I'm being cooler. honest, then like, I would, I would see a Lobo movie before I'd see a Riddler movie, personally. Just you know because what? it's I'm so, it's so unique, and I'm already kind of getting a Riddler movie in the Batman. Well, how about this? How about we put Lobo at three, Talia Al Ghul at four, and Riddler at five? Yes, I'm down with that. We feel how we feel about that. Cause I goddamn, yeah. I want to see like a horror Lobo. <laughs> that um, would be nuts. The only reason Riddler wasn't on my list is because he was too obvious. For any so, sure. listening who knows me, yeah. he, they 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 are probably genuinely surprised he's not on my list because they all know how much I love him. Well, then, but would you okay rather him be at number four? I'm I'm still okay with the way everything has fallen. Okay. Okay. Well then. So where are we read, at? Read it on back. Read it on back to us, Mia. So for top five DC villains that need a movie, at five we have the Riddler, four we have Talia Al Ghul, three we have Lobo, two we have Clayface, and one we have Poison Ivy. I'd watch all those. Yeah, I'd watch every single one of those movies. I also, Q, and this will relate to you more than it will to Mia, but I would totally watch a King Shark movie as long as it was the King Shark from Harley Quinn where he doesn't like <laughs> violence. Totally. But then is like unstoppably oh, attracted to blood. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, two, what are they? Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions? Yeah, Please. go for it. What so do you got? My tie for number three was actually Sinestro. Ooh. Oh, sure. I thought about I thought about Sinestro. He is an interesting, interesting villain. I thought about him long and hard, and I was just like, hmm. Some people may not be about it because they're just like, he's kind of a number one villain. Rah, 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 rah. But yeah. I, really I feel like good. there's plenty. Yeah. He started out as a as a, a Green Lantern. As a Lantern, yeah. And then became, yeah, yeah I, I want to see that. I want to see that happen. Yeah. Um, and then my other one is the Batman Who Laughs. Ooh, oh, I like that. I one. feel sure. like that, that one would be an incredible psychological thriller that has a whole bunch of gore. Yeah. Like th this, that story has a propensity to to get towards a Clockwork Orange if it if it had the right yeah. writer, director, producer. I could say if that. If it had all the right elements, it could it could get there. Yeah. I, I almost put Deathstroke on my list, but that's just like any assassin James Bond type movie, movie. that you get. And and Death I mean and the Deadpool movies are way better than any Deathstroke movie would be. Sure. But Deathstroke is cool. Yeah. He is he is cool. I agree. And I think that that's a perfect segue to the end because I think you guys have both proved our point that there is such a huge pantheon of villains and rogues gallery with DC that I would love to hear what some of our listeners think would make a great oh, movie. We need it. So yes. I would, I would very movies. much, I would very much encourage our listeners to reach out, pitch your movies, what villains that we didn't list, or if you have a different idea for a villain that we did talk about, 
let us know. Reach out to us. You can get us on Twitter at hi the number five the podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at high five the podcast. All letters, no numbers. Uh, you can reach out to Project Hyphen Nerd. Let them know what movies you want to see. They'll let us know. Tell them high five sent you. Uh, so let They'll us know. know. What it means. Talk to us. Hey, reach out. Join us on Patreon. At the $3 level, it gets you access to a private Facebook group where you guys can tell mm -hmm. us all of these ideas face-to-face. -face. We and can you all get to see. see videos of us doing this. You can, you can talk to us. You get bonus episodes. On a previous episode that we recorded with Mia, we all shared a number one. You want to find out what that is? You have to subscribe to the Patreon. We will give you a bonus episode. It is the only way to listen to it. So go do it. Everybody be good people. Vote in the election. Let's not end up with another Lex Luthor presidency for the next four years. No way. If I don't this want episode that comes, If this episode comes after, good luck and Godspeed to us all. <laughs> <laughs> we have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen Farting your skeleton out of your body? <laughs> Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.